enjoyed that very much. Very practical. Both. I really appreciated that. Um, what I want to do tonight, and we'll do, we'll, we, we won't finish too late. I, I promise that. Just a couple of thoughts that I, I, I have here in uh, Joshua uh, chapter 7. <clears throat> we won't read the chapter, but let me just sort of um, give you a little bit of background. I think you know it, but I'm just going to go through a little bit. And I just want to um, sort of glean some principles uh, tonight from this story. Uh, Joshua 7. So where are we at here? Well, they're, um, they just come through. Joshua leading the pack. Just come through one of the greatest victories uh, for the army of Israel. They destroyed a major city. The first city really to, as they came across the Jordan, was Jericho. They won, really, by not having to fight. They knew that God did it for them. The captain, who Joshua actually met, and asked the question, whose side are you on? And really, what the Lord said is, whose side are you on? Who's on my side? Anyways, we know the story of, of Jericho. I'm sure the kids could come up here and tell you the story of Jericho. Joshua chapter 7 is the story of Ai. And this is a very, very practical chapter in the Bible that would uh, give us a lot of, um, uh, you know, practical um, lessons for us. So let me just go through it first. You know the story, of course, of Ai. And like I said, I don't want to read it. Read it on your own. Just go over it again. But here they are. Major victory in their lives. Ai is there. Joshua, we read that as far as we can see, he didn't consult the Lord at all. Because Ai was a little, um, you know, a speck of dust compared to Jericho. It was about 15 miles uphill, uh, and uh, he sent a couple of spies. They go look, and they come back with mathematics. Like, hey, don't send the whole army up. You don't need that. These guys are nothing. You know? Uh, don't worry about it. Just send a few thousand men, and we're going to take that place no matter what. And you know the story. They get kicked. <laughs> Thirty-six men die. And Joshua is now is down on his knees, sackcloth and ashes, wondering what happened. And the Lord said, get off your knees. There's sin in the camp. That's why you lost. So there's the story. But let's look at some of the principles that we should look at. First of all, in Jericho, as they went into that first city, there was a principle that is very important, and I appreciated what Mike had to say about money. Because here's a principle. And God is um, a stickler about this principle. 
is that you seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Jericho was God's. Jericho was the first city in Canaan. Jericho represented all of Canaan. And God said to them, the plunder is mine. The plunder goes back into the house of the Lord. And Christian, that's a tremendous principle in our lives, isn't it? Is that we, all of us, young people, listen to me. Because, you know what? It's, it's just me. But every once in a while, I watch as the plate goes around on Sunday morning. Now, I'm not trying to judge. I'm trying to use it for a sermon. <laughs> and God knows my heart. What you give is none of my business. I'm glad it's not my business. But I see, and this is a real principle in our lives, not only for money, by the way, is that there should never be a time on a Sunday that there isn't something put in to the offering plate. The Bible is very clear about that. Does God need your money? Absolutely not. He owns the cattle on a thousand hills. But it's the principle. It's like uh, the uh, Garden of Eden. God says to Adam and Eve, see that? Never seen anything like it. Unbelievable. Can you imagine what heaven's going to be like? I mean, so Adam and Eve, see that? That's all yours. It's all yours. See that tree? That's mine. Just one. All the others are yours. You're never going to be hungry. You're going to have everything you ever need. But you see that? That's mine. That's God's principle, see? And Jericho, God was saying, look, you're going to go into a land flowing with milk and honey. It's going to have everything that you've ever needed. You didn't have to work for it. You didn't do it. It's going to be yours. It's going to be all yours. See, Jericho? That's mine. That's mine. It's a principle. Sunday morning. You take what God's given you, and, and, you know, and you give him, it's his already, give it back to him. It's a principle. And I tell you, Christian, if you are struggling financially, it's because you have shortchanged God. In my opinion, that's what happens to Christians. When they have trouble financially, it's because they shortchange God. Because any, in my 30-something years of being a Christian, I've never, ever seen someone give to God that God doesn't give in the back and multiplies over and over and over again. It's a principle. He wants your heart. And Jericho, he wanted their obedience. That's mine. Take all the plunder. There's going to be lots of plunder. But that plunder that is there, leave it alone. It's not yours. It's mine. It's the principle. Seek first the kingdom of God 
and his righteousness. Secondly, remember Jericho and remember Ai. What do I mean by that? Christian, always take stock of where you're at. It's a good idea always to find out where you're at. Remember Jericho and remember Ai. What do I mean by that? Jericho are your victories. Go in your mind's eye and remember when the victories that God gave you. Don't ever forget them. Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Remember your victories. That's Jericho. But never forget your defeats. Some people, as part of this health, wealth, and happiness gospel, the false gospel, the ways of Balaam, there's lots of that today, Part of that is, you know what? No stinking thinking. I've heard Joel Osteen say that many a time. No stinking thinking. Meaning, you can't think ever about defeat. You can't think ever about being sick. You can't think ever about being poor. That's not of God. You deserve more than that. Now, I tell you what, folks, that comes from the very pit of hell. Because you ought to remember, Jericho, your victories, and you ought to remember, Ai, your defeats. And if you don't learn lessons from uh, victories and defeats, you're really going to make a mistake big time in your Christian life. I could tell you case history of, of people, and myself even included, where I have made big mistakes in my life. And when I look back, I look back, I see those AIs in my life. I look back and I say, you know what? I never want to do that again. Never want to repeat the thinking that was going on there. And so, Christian, remember that. Remember your victories. Remember, and if you look at your victories honestly, you'll realize that you'll never boast about them. Because any victory you ever have spiritually is going to come from the captain of your salvation, the Lord Jesus. True or false? That's true, isn't it? And when you look at your defeats, you'll realize that you did mathematics. You know, like they did, right? Uh, we went up to AI. We looked at it just as, you know, compared to Jericho. It's nothing. We don't have to worry about AI. So they came back with math. Uh, you know what? Don't send the whole army. Just send about 3,000. We can do that too, you know. A lot of our defeats is just human thinking, right? It's, it's us not asking God. And, you know, we can do that in relationships. We can do that in finances, you know, because we can say, well, look, uh, somebody offered me a real good job today. Big raise. You know, I'm going from making this to going to making this. The problem is, if it's all mathematics, you go, well, there's no problem. But what about, hey, what if I've got to move from this place? What if i got to move from hearing the Word of God here to going to a Timbuktu, and I don't know anybody there, 
And, uh, you know, I'm not saying that God wouldn't send you there, but you better pray about it. Maybe it's going to turn out to be an AI. Do you know what I'm saying? Because it might, you know, mathematically, come on, I'm getting a raise. I've had people. I remember. I went to them. Don't do that. Why? Because you're safe here. You're going to go on ship work now. You're not going to be around on Sundays. Mathematically, you're going to make more money. But you're going to get into an AI. Because, you know, and, 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 and Christian, listen. Go to your elders. Go to your elders. There's, there, there's a reason that we have elders. They're wise. God's chosen them for your protection. Be careful. Remember your, the Jerichos in your life, but remember the AIs. Thirdly, there's a time for prayer, which is all the time. The Apostle Paul said, uh, pray without ceasing. But you know what, Christian, there is also a time for action. He told, um, God told Joshua to get off his knees and to deal with sin in the camp. That's a principle. It's a principle of obedience. It's a principle of um, there's a time for action in our lives. You know, because sometimes they'll say, well, I'm going to pray about it. It's always good to pray about it. Of course it is. But sometimes God is saying, well, you know, I've had people, for example, you know, uh, I'll give you just an example that comes to my head. You know, there's a young lady, godly. There's a young man, godly. And they kind of like each other. Good, right? But they're praying about it. How long do you got to pray about that? You know, like my daughter, okay? Um, Case history. Uh... She's 20-something years old uh, at this time. She meets a young man. And um, they really like each other. And they've been going out now, you know, for a year. Long distance, mostly relationship. She's in one city. He's in another. And he comes to our hometown. And, you know, I'm daddy, right? Like, I'm very protective of my girls. Okay? Fathers. It's a good idea to be protective of your girls. Anyway, I, I said to him one day, I said, you know, I, 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 he won't mind me saying it because I said it to him to his face, so I'll let's say it publicly. Like I said, there's a time for prayer and there's a time for action. I said, well, listen to me. How long is this going to go on? Well, you can understand he was Indian. It was a cultural thing with his parents. I said, don't wait forever for your parents. Because it was hard. I understand them. They came from India. Here's a white girl, right? Even though they knew she was a very, very strong Christian girl. And, you know, mixed marriage. You know, it could bring some issues, right? We've got beautiful grandchildren out of it, though. (laughs) I mean it. You should see pictures. They're fantastic. But, listen, all I said to him, get up. The floor praying, and I've had enough. Because you're going to break my little girl's heart. 
And I won't have it anymore. So either you're going to marry her, or you're going to cut it off right now. And Daddy's telling you that's what it, the way it's going to be. Now, you guys know me. I'm a little, you know, like Mike, you know, maybe black and white, you know, like I see things differently. And But listen, I think I had every right to say that. There's a time for prayer, and they did pray, and there's a time for action. Now, this was how many years, Mom? Fifteen? No, more than that. Seventeen, eighteen years ago. Right? Happily married, beautiful kids, love the Lord Jesus. But what are you waiting for? There's a time for action. I'm not just saying that based on relationships. It could be a lot of things, right? It's a principle that I wanted to speak of today. He said to, you know, even of discipline, you know, because sometimes there's a public sin out there. It's happening within the chapel. This is the most difficult job of an elder. But by the way, discipline, when it's handed down, comes from everybody in the assembly. This is a family here. And if you ever had to read a person out of a meeting, they had to go to Achan. They had to find out who had sinned. This wasn't going to be easy on Joshua. But it wasn't just Joshua that meted out that punishment. Read the story. The, the, the nation of Israel was represented at the stoning of Achan uh, and the, the, the burning of Achan and the stoning of his family. Christian, there's a time for action and there's a time for discipline. Know the difference between regret and repentance. You see, when the defeat came at Ai, there was time that passed between the sin, men died because there was sin in the camp. There was time for Achan to repent. I don't know how God would have acted because all I know is that we have a merciful God. I have a feeling like Manasseh at the end of his life a corrupt worse than ever king that you ever read about in the nation of Israel was Manasseh. He was worse than a pagan. He was, he was, an, he was a murderer of little children for heaven's sakes. And God forgave him because he repented. But Christian, you need to know the difference between repentance and regret. Regret is Achan. I got caught. Re regret is Judah. I didn't turn out the way I thought it was going to turn out. That was regret. It wasn't repentance. Achan never repented. He had time. As soon as he found out things weren't right, he should have ran to Joshua and said, It's me. It's me. It's me. Forgive me. Forgive me, Lord. It's me. What would have happened with our merciful God? What would have happened? Know the difference between regret and repentance. 
And then lastly, well, even in that part, you can't hide anything from God, by the way. Can I bring a principle of this story to one of verses that I memorized years ago? I love short verses because I'm easy to memorize. Psalm 51 and 6. You desire truth in the inward parts. God wants you to be honest with Him. God wants honesty. You know what you're like. God already knows what you're like, but you've got to tell Him what you're like. Because He wants the truth. He wants the truth. And God will not deal with you until you tell Him the truth. Don't whitewash it. Don't make excuses. If you have sinned, call it what it is. If you've got uh, sin and weight that so easily besets you, call it what it is. Tell God exactly what it is. He just wants to, you to come to grips with the truth. And God will honor you for that. If Achan would have come clean. And then lastly, the individual can endanger the whole assembly. Look, folks, I don't know most of you very well. Is it possible? I, I, I throw this out there for your, uh, for your consideration. You know, and I, I know I'm preaching to the choir tonight. It's a nice thing to preach to the choir because I won't get a lot of argument about this. But is it possible that this work is not advancing the way it should because of sin in the camp. You know, again, it comes back to Achan affected the whole one guy. One guy. You're, we're talking at least two million people here. Right? Approximately. They go because they figure AI is nothing. It's like hitting a mosquito, giving it a swat. We're just going to swat them with just, we only need a couple of thousand men, never mind our whole army, right? But is it possible that one man had 36 men lose their life? Can you imagine? You know, sometimes we, we read Scripture and it doesn't have a big effect on us because we're not thinking. But you know what? There was wives, there was kids, that their daddy didn't come home that day. Because of sin in the camp, one man, Achan. Is it possible, Christian, is it possible, I'm just asking the question, that there's sin here tonight? You know it. You know, whatever it is, you, ha you didn't think of the consequences of that. That you think, it's only me. It's sort of hiding inside here. I know it's, there's a sin there. It's there. And you haven't confessed it. You haven't forsaken it. 
Is it possible that it can affect the whole assembly? Yes. Yes. I leave it with you. I'm examining Tony Martin. I can't examine you. I have no ability at whatsoever. But Christian, I would suggest to you that you go home tonight. Take stock of where you're at. Take stock of your life. If I'm speaking to someone here tonight that's got a sin that's perhaps hidden, just like Aikens, right? His family. Did his family know about his sin? Maybe. He might have said to his wife, it's under there. Don't worry about it. Nobody's going to know. It's in the tent. I don't know. But maybe nobody knows your sin except you. Can it affect this place? It can. And you need to come clean. And God will bless. God will bless. Let me pray. Father, I I, I thank you again, O God, for this time. I I thank you, Father, for the, the whole meeting. Father, um, just the teaching that we had tonight. Uh, Father, what a, what a blessing to hear. Uh, Father, and just to get explained in a very simple, practical way uh, about the sins of Balaam. And understanding that again and just looking at it in, in a deeper context. And I've enjoyed that, oh God. Thank you for the teaching, Lord. Thank you for equipping men and women. Uh, Father, in this place, uh, Father, it's a privilege. Uh, and, and secondly, Father, just the principle, even again, of you know, money and, and, and savings and debt and all these things, such a big thing. But you know, Lord, you talk more about money than you did heaven or about hell. So it's in the Scriptures. We ought to read it. We ought to study to show ourselves approved unto God. So, Father, tonight, and just this area of AI. Father, you spoke to me about this. Father, I pray you would speak uh, to each and every one. Father, if there be any hurtful way in me, lead me in the everlasting way. And I pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.